one on your outline. Amen. Uh, and uh, good to see everybody today. Good morning to you all. Good morning, everybody. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. The Word of God says, I was glad, happy, elated, excited when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise God. This is God's house, and we ought to be excited about it. Any excited folk in the house today? Praise God for them. Isaiah 40 and 25, let's read it together. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these, he who brings out their hosts by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right? Have you not known, have you not heard the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Amen. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Amen. Only one God. You can be seated. So we're going we're gonna to begin a series today talking about the real God. Amen. The real God. Implicit, inferred there is that there are some counterfeits. Amen. There are some facsimiles. There are some gods that are uh, start with a small g and have S's on them, gods. Uh, idolatry is one of the biggest sins, uh, this, this, this false god. The commandments, one of the first. Don't have any other gods before me, amen? A warning, a warning through command that engages us in covenant, amen, somebody, that we are to make sure that God, the God, is first and foremost. That there's not any distractions, not any distortions, not any interference or interruptions, amen? That the God needs to be the God in our lives, amen, somebody? But it's so easy to manufacture a God. It's easy because, you know, we compartmentalize things as human beings and we want things to fit. We want things to work. We want things to, uh, we have to have a basis, a baseline of operation. And, and Matthew would call it the lowest common denominator. So everything's relative for us. So God must be like this because this is what we know. Amen? So, so, so because I know this and I experienced this and I, you know, I've been exposed to this or I was educated about this, this is must, must be what God is like. Amen? And unfortunately, we've had some poor models in many instances. And models in some instances that were advanced by the church. The church that didn't know any better. Amen? We do the best we can with what we have. But we are practicing preachers. You know, yeah, practicing physicians and practicing lawyers. We're practicing preachers. We're learning how to do this on the job. Amen. Amen? I would think I'm a better preacher, pastor, than I was 30 years ago today. 
you know, I was doing a whole lot of experimentation. Uh-oh. <laughs> Amen. What I'm trying to say is I didn't have the experience to couple with the theory or the theology or the, the biblical interpretation, but along the road, minds open. Amen. Wisdom is imparted. We can seek God for right instruction, but we can still be off a bit. Matter of fact, my contention is that we all are off a bit. That's why we need Jesus to forgive us of our sins, to redeem us from all unrighteousness, to forgive us of sins that, that, that are of, of commission. That's the stuff we do on purpose. And omission, that's the stuff we do by accident. Didn't even know we were sinning. Amen. But we were involved and in some instances invested in sin. Chip Ingram, uh, he was, gave us the rights to use these videos, uh, the real, his ministry, uh, the, the real God videos. So we're thankful for, uh, you know, some what you call sermon bumps and things like that that were made available to us. Uh, so how do we ascertain 2020 vision when it comes to God? How do we ascertain that? How, how do we get there? Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Amen. Or who has been his counselor? Who's advised him? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? What gift have you given to him that he didn't produce? That he didn't manufacture? That he didn't create? He is the creator. We are the creation. Amen? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Praise God. So, so, so this scripture, these two scriptures point at the fact that he's unsearchable, he's unknowable. Does the text that says his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen, somebody. So the first thing we need to realize is that God ain't like us. He's not like you and I. Amen. You know, we, we're about as much alike as a human being is to an ant. God is not like you and I. Amen? And so don't project. You know, don't project you, your character, your traits, your personality, your methods and, you know, approaches and, you know, on him. Don't project that on him. He's not like us. He's not like your daddy. Not like your mom. Not like your sister, not like your brother, not like your coworker, not like your manager, supervisor, not like your neighbor. I don't care how nice they are, how sweet they are, how, how loving they are, how caring they are, how godly. That's a godly man. Amen, somebody. And uh, so, so we need to understand that God isn't like us. Amen. You know, and because we think he's like us sometimes, we project certain character traits on him that just, just not, doesn't fit. Amen? You know, so if you had a harsh parent, sometimes you think God is some kind of cosmic cop. You know, with a club. 
ready to beat you over the head, you know, waiting for you to mess up. Take a misstep. You know, I'm going to beat you down. Amen? So, so we develop this image of God that's generated out of fear and exposure to fear and, in some instances, harsh punishment. Amen? You know, uh, God ain't like that grandmama that spoiled you to death. Gave you everything you wanted. Amen. You come over here, candy, cookies, cake, gifts, presents. You know, everything's in place. Do everything for you. God ain't like that either. He ain't here to spoil you. Amen, somebody. I got another little video I want to play right quick just to point up this fact. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this one going. Need to get rid of the video. Be good, Landon. Okay, it'll work, it'll work. Hey, what you listening to? When you think about God, who do you imagine he is? Do you see him as someone who likes to give you good things? And what do you think that really means anyway? Does it mean he's kind of like... A vending machine? I was going to say a magic genie, but sure, vending machine works. Let's go with that. That's, that's, that's weird. No, I don't think it's that weird. And the elevator's broken anyway, so you might as well go along with it. Hey, what's in there? There you go. That's the spirit. Anyway, as I was saying, if we see God like a vending machine, we might think he's just there to grant our wishes, to give us the stuff that's most important to us. It's... With a never-ending supply of... Whatever we want. Sounds pretty cool, right? Maybe you're like Diana and you want to be the MVP of the softball team. Punch in D6. <laughs> I won! Yeah! <laughs> I'm an MVP! That's what I'm talking about! What? <laughs> or... Maybe you want to be really popular. That's C3. Yeah! Or maybe you want that report card with all A's on it. Punch in B5. But... Maybe God is a vending machine? This is such a good idea. Sure, it's great to punch in whatever you want, but hey! what if God has a purpose for you that's greater than just getting what you want? Maybe God knows that what we want isn't always what we need. The Bible says God is so good and loves us so much, not to just always give us everything we ask for. 
Sometimes the things we pick fall apart in our hands. God cares more about giving us what we need instead of what we want. Really? Come on! <laughs> Did you know that what you think about God is the most important thing about you? So how should you think about God? Maybe it's better if you let God tell you who he is and base your picture of him on what he says about himself. The real God loves to give you good things, but he's only going to give you what's best for you. All right, thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Nice video, wasn't it? It's nice. Uh, so one of the things that we do is we feel like God is kind of like us. He's not like us. He's different. He's God. He made you and I, praise God. And we're made in his image, his likeness. We're, we're made to become like him, praise God. But it takes a lifetime of being connected spiritually and a being reborn in field occupied by the Spirit of God for basic transformations to take place in our character, where we evidence the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, perseverance, praise God. And then after that, we get new bodies when we die or resurrected, praise God, and new opportunity to become brand new beings, brand new people, praise God. But too often we are one extreme or another, God, like this vending machine, amen, uh, uh, who spoils us, who gives us everything we want, a God who's so harsh, amen, so, you know, so condemning when Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn, praise God. If we want to sense who, G who God is, we got to take a close look at Jesus. And we'll get more into that as, as, as the messages develop and so forth, Amen. But then another thing we do, we try to manage God and we, we reduce him to our size. He's got to be manageable. Amen, somebody. Uh, Romans 1.21. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened, claiming to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Amen? So they've lost their way and traded in an idol for the real God. You know, in this instance, we're talking about actually fashioned images that represent God that they would create. You're familiar with the story about uh, Moses and him going up to Mount Sinai to to receive the, the laws and 
And while he was gone, I guess he took too long, you know, and they began to fashion a golden calf out of the gold accumulated from that community, and they began to worship that calf. Amen. We may not have calves that we worship, golden calves, but I think one of the things that we worship is happiness, amen, and uh, self-fulfillment. Amen. And sometimes we think that's, that's all God is about, is making sure we're satisfied, making sure we're happy, to put, use the common vernacular to make sure you're good. Are you good? We want to be good. Amen, somebody. And so we think that that's God's role is to just make sure we're good. Now, now don't, don't, don't get, get it twisted. It is a byproduct of faithfulness and connection with God that we prosper. He said, I came that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. He's concerned about the quality of our life. He's concerned about the content of our lives. He's concerned about the issues of our lives. No matter how minute or small we think they may be, he's concerned about every aspect of our lives. Amen, somebody. But by the same token, he's also trying to get us somewhere. He's trying to mature us. He's trying to grow us up. He's trying to develop us. He's trying to make sure that we develop into being altruistic. In other words, concerned about the well-being of others. He's trying to develop compassion in us. He's trying to teach us how to be his children. Amen. And he has a purpose for our being here. Can I get a witness in the house? He has a purpose for our being here. Amen. So too often, you know, we think that to know God is his purpose. To have information about God. You know, so we feel like, well, if I'm reading and studying and, you know, into the word, then I must be good with God. You know, to, to, to know the word, you know, and, 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 and yet last week I talked about how it is more than information that God wants to impart to us. He wants formation. He wants to mold you, shape you, form you. More than just give you knowledge. Amen. Give you, give you wisdom, give, give you stuff and things. Amen, somebody. He wants to form you and shape you. So, 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 so it takes a relationship. Amen, somebody? So, so too often, it's about, you know, it's too casual what we want, to, what we want the relationship that we want with God. It's kind of like sometimes we say, well, I, I know this athlete. I know all about this athlete. I know all about this entertainer. I know all about this popular personality. I, you may know the details of their peripheral existence, their outside existence. But that doesn't mean you know them. You, know, you may know their statistics, how many points they average, how many home runs they, you know, they average, something like that. You may know, you know, you know their size, their, their combined output in terms of their speed, their agility, their quickness, their leaping ability. You may all know all those things about a person, amen, from, from, from the surface, from the outside. But that doesn't mean you know the person. Amen? Well, we know about Oprah Winfrey. You don't really know Oprah Winfrey. We know about Denzel. You don't really know Denzel. Amen, somebody? We know of. We, we know about these folk. We know about these personalities. We know about these folk, but we don't know. We don't know them. Amen? And too often, that's what our relationship with God is all about. It's about 
what we know about him as opposed to knowing him. Knowing him is more important. Amen? Do you know God? Come on, lean this way, lean this way. Y'all leaning that way, lean this way. <laughs> Amen? So God doesn't want idols, you know. As much as you think you knew President Obama, you know, we just knew of President Obama. We didn't really know him. You know, it, it, he had secret service men all around him 24-7. We didn't get close to him. We knew of his persona. We knew of his public policy. We knew of his speeches. We knew of, you know, uh, the, the, the photo ops. We knew about that, that kind of thing. But you don't know him. Amen, somebody. Might be somebody in here know him. But, I, but, but bottom line is most of us don't really know him. We don't know what the heart is really like. We don't know about relationships. We don't know about the inner heart, the inner person. You know, we learned a lot about former presidents from the recordings that they did. <laughs> you know, and then years later, those recordings were exposed, and now you see, okay, Lyndon Johnson was a big-time cusser. <laughs> you know, he didn't cuss. <laughs> he didn't cuss out in the open. Nobody, nobody would have known he cussed. But you know, every other word, he was cussing, you know? So you don't know the real person. You know you've met that person's representative. Amen? You don't want to have a casual connection with God. You want an intimate, personal relationship with God. Amen? An intimate, personal relationship with God. Not, not a disconnect, not a distorted understanding of who he is. Amen. Not a connection based on your familiar origin, the origin of your family. Like, you know, some folk had family and, you know, and you felt rejection from that family. Amen. I, like, like, I love my dad, but my dad never told me he loved me. Amen, somebody. So, you know, that can, that can translate in a few things. It can translate into disdain, contempt, you know, or it can translate into trying to produce for the person so that they'll infer, affirm, affirm and embrace you. So I, I, I was like an overachiever. I'm trying to make sure dad appreciates me. Amen, somebody. You know, I'm an athlete. I'm a, you know, I'm a good student. You know, dad, what you think? No comment. <laughs> Amen. And see, that, if I project that on God, I'll think that God is somebody that's unpleasable. Amen, somebody. Because that's what, in some instances, we've experienced. We've, been, we've experienced people in our lives that were unpleasable, that rejected us in some way, or they were harsh in some way. We'll, we'll, we'll again, experience God as some kind of cosmic cop that comes down hard on us. But the evidence doesn't show that. Amen? Look at how Jesus dealt with sinners. Amen? Let's look at the one, a woman called an adultery. What did he do? He forgave her. Amen, somebody. And he dealt with the folk who were coming against her. Dealt with them, helping them to see themselves. Look at, look at yourself in the mirror. He began to write in the sand, and some estimate that he was writing their sins down. Look, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. In other words, he was trying to, you know, dismantle this whole mindset of, of, uh, of, of, of sin being something that we should be ultra-sensitive about. Amen, somebody. The Word of God says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Almighty God. So, 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 so if we look at the evidence, 
the mindset of Jesus, the actions of Jesus, the attitude of Jesus, the interactions of Jesus, that's when we'll get our marching orders. We'll get our understanding as to how Jesus wants us to live and move and have our being. You know, and then in some instances, again, our God is too small. You know, we think he's some kind of genie that's supposed to show up just when we need him. Amen. Or some kind of guru that will give us special insight and information on demand. So he's not going to be that kind of cosmic bellhop, go for this, go for that, go for this, go for that. That's not God. Amen. God wants us to learn of him, to learn about him, to become children of his, to be disciples of his, praise God, to be nurtured by him, to be embraced by him, to be loved by him. Praise God. So, so, so God wants us to know and love him. And he says to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, praise God, to love him with everything you have, your imaginings, your thoughts, your energy, your effort, your investments, your aspirations, your ambitions, to love him with everything you have. Amen? So, so, so God wants us to have that kind of connection with him. He's not, it's not some kind of, a, you know, Spiritual salad bar. Amen. Where I pick and choose the parts of God that I like. And the parts of God and his word that I disagree with that. Amen. Where we're strategically, <laughs> you know, I ain't putting peppers on my salad. Y'all can have the peppers. Amen. Jalapenos, no jalapenos. No corn, you know. Don't put the sweet stuff on my cell. I'll put, put the raisins on theirs. I, I'll take something else. So we read the word, we expose to God, and we want to sift through, in some instances, about his character, about his mandates, and about his concerns. Let me tell you something. If you sin, and, it got, and the word of God says it's a sin, just confess and repent. Amen. Don't try to justify the sin. Amen, somebody. Try to make it right. Try to make it biblical. You know, try to make it satisfying. God will work with you. In your, in your current status, he'll work with you. Amen, somebody. But don't be lying to yourself and be delusional about that is a sin. That is a sin. It's a sin. Amen, somebody. I don't need to go in detail with the sin list. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to go through in detail sin list because we all got different kind of preferable sins. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. But <laughs> I got you. Idols can be self-fulfillment, happiness. They can be success. An idol can be a family, children, amen, somebody, education, prosperity, money, comfort, pleasure. You know, that's why one of the things Dr. King says, sensations are short-lived, thrills are play out. <laughs> amen? And, and so, so here we are, buying hook, line, and sinker into things that we think satisfy, and that we really know, we know without a shadow of doubt, that God want me to have that next new car. 
that widescreen TV is God's will. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Get me the projection system. You know, something, I, I just know. It, it, it ain't no, it ain't no if, and butter. But somebody, in my heart of heart, I know God wants that for me. He wants the best for me. <laughs> Amen, somebody. He wants the best for you, but he also wants to put a rain on you, too. He wants to reel some of that in. Amen. He wants, to say, wants you to say to him, how much is enough? Amen. Are you just going to spend it, spend to every dime, you know, every penny to the limit of what you get? If God gives you more, is he going to be able to trust you to develop something out of it? Is he going to be able to trust you to invest? Is he going to be able to trust you to make margin room in your life so you can be a blessing to somebody else? Or it's just about me, myself, and I going for myself. And as I go for myself, maybe I'll just incidentally and coincidentally help somebody along the way. Or is it going to be about his will, his word, his ways? Amen, somebody. So, so he wants to see some movement in our understanding, praise God. Is, is our life in Christ just going to be about the good stuff? Or does the word kind of warn us? that there may be some suffering or some persecution or, you know, does that scripture make any sense? Does it register to you that, that he said that if any man or woman would come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me? Amen? Does that, does that make a little sense that, that he would call us to engage in a different way? Amen? Psalm 19, 1 and 2. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims its handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. Amen, somebody. So the evidence, one of the evidences of God, he reveals himself in nature. Billions of galaxies, and he's named every star. The power of God is unfathomable. Amen, somebody. It's beyond our comprehension how powerful God is. Amen, somebody. And, and, and it's evidence all the time. Now, we need to get out more. Amen. We don't look at the sky anymore hardly any. We're in the air conditioner, especially in Florida. Amen. We don't used to have porches that you sit out on the porch. Anybody going out them porches? There's mosquitoes out there, huh? It's hot out there. Amen. But to observe creation, to observe plant life and flowers and trees and shrubs and the human creation, the, the animals, the uniqueness of animals. You know, it's like six, eight hundred different types of beetles. Isn't that something? Whales come with a GPS system. Amen. Birds, too. A bird can fly a thousand miles away, come back and lay an egg. 12 inches from the spot they did the year before. GPS system. Amen, somebody. God has designed perfection and, and so many facets of, 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 of wonder and awe just in the planet. If we just look around, if we just pay attention, if we watch Discovery Channel for a little bit, amen, somebody, we'll see the power of God in nature. Amen. John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and 
And the word was God, and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Amen? We see God in the word. We see him in nature. We see him in the word. Amen? Jesus is the word made flesh dwelling among us. He is the Logos, God, with us, Emmanuel. Amen? So Jesus is with us, praise God. He's in the midst, and he gives us our marching orders. He gives us our example. He is our model, praise God. He is our director. He is our guide. If we want to pick up on the personality traits that we need uh, to be like God, look at Jesus, praise God. Look at his reactions. Look at his temperament. Look at his attitude. Look what he liked. Look what he didn't like. Amen. Look what he laughed about. Look, look how he loved. Amen. It's kind of funny, you know. He was, he was in, in interaction with sinners and the hurting, the helpless, uh, the diseased, the suffering. And he had nothing but compassion and love for those folks. Amen. His disciples, admonitions. You know, he would like... Instruct him and correct him. Direction and correction for his disciples. Then he had interactions with the Pharisees. He rebuked them fellows. Amen. Anybody who thought they had religious content that was superior, he came down hard on them. Say they like whitewashed suppers. They got they white on the outside, but the inside they like got dead men bones. You know, so anybody who had this spiritual superiority, he was hard on them. Amen. So humility was the key in the sight of Almighty God, in the sight of Jesus. Humility was the key. Nobody was, you know, bigger, badder, better. Amen. There was this understanding that God loved everyone. And God had compassion on everyone. That God didn't have superstar Christians, if you will. That God loved us and he wanted us to be about love. Amen, somebody. So this love that God calls us to, are we going to carry this mantle? Are we going to carry this purpose? Are we going to be about this business that he's called us to? Praise God. John 5 and 37, And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard. His form you have never seen. You do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one who has sent me. Amen. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you will have eternal life, and it is they bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So this is a rebuke to those, those, those Pharisees, scribes, and Sadducees who refuse to receive him. Amen. John 1 and 14. And the word became flesh. Amen, somebody. Hebrews 1 and 3. Long ago at time, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his son. That's our, the epitome of what we need is in him. He is the radiance of the glory of God. The exact imprint, the exact image, the exact replica of his nature. Amen. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of on high. How do we know about God? 
through Jesus. How do we discover the real God? Through Jesus, amen? Through the Word of God, through the Son of God. Amen, somebody. Isn't that powerful? That we can know Him, that we can experience Him, that we don't have to live in a distortion. Amen, somebody. I'm almost finished. There are four indicators of seeing the real God. Four. So you need to ask yourself these four questions. If you, if you, you know, wonder, am I seeing the real God? Am I experiencing the real God? You know, this is one suggestion. One is, do you have energy for God? Amen? You know, does he excite you? Does he ignite you? You know, when you walked in today, were you ready to worship? You know, or was it just going through the motions? Do you have energy for God? Do you have energy earmarked for devotional time, for prayer time, for studying the Word? Do you have some energy set aside for God? Anything you love, you got to give some energy to. Can I get a witness? Anything you care about, you got to give some of your energy to. If, you don't, if you're not ready to give any of your energy to God, then you can't know Him like you need to know Him if you haven't earmarked some energy for Him, some time, amen, ready to make some type of investment. Hmm? Do you have any thoughts about God? Amen. Do you ever think about God? If you don't think about God, then you can't really know God. It is in our thoughts when we be still and know that He is God. He says that He is involved in the renewing of our minds. So part of our mindsets have to be rearranged, rebooted, repurposed for Him. Amen, somebody. So I can't do that unless I think about that. I can't do that unless I think. Unless I think on these things. Think on God. Think about God. Think about his purposes for your life. Think about his examination, his review of your life. Think about, you know, rebooting your mind. You got to think about God. Amen. So do you have any energy for God? Do you have any thoughts about God? Amen. Then, do you have any boldness for God? Amen. If you have total timidness about your relationship with God, your connection with God, your connection with this church, amen, it's not a conversation piece. It doesn't come up. It's not something you're trying to in, 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 interject or insert in any environment, amen. You're not intentional about trying to be bold for him, amen. Does anybody even know you go to church? Does anybody even know you pray? Does anybody even know you study the Word of God? Does anybody know, even know that you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Do you have any boldness for Him? Amen. And that's more than just flipping a holy cartwheel. That, that's way more than that. It's about having a voice for Him, a voice that's ready to speak for Him, a voice that's ready to be missional. What is mission? Mission is doing what I do, having a makeshift pulpit somewhere where you share teaching, uh, explaining, illustrating the Word of God. Am I ready to be bold about the Word of God? Amen, somebody. Then, do you know God? Has He given you some contentment? Do you have contentment in God? Amen, somebody. Do I have any contentment in God? In other words, you know, Something's disturbing happening. You know, something is disturbing is somebody cut, cut across you in traffic. 
So rather than cussing, you know, and, you know, flying a bird or something at her, you, you, this is what you do. You basically say, it's going to be all right. I'm content in this moment. Everybody ain't good drivers. Amen, somebody. I accept in this moment I'm content. Something disconcerting happens on your job. Rather than you getting upset and so frazzled and taken aback by it, it's so unfair, so unjust, you find contentment, inner peace in God. Amen? So, so, somebody pushes a button and rather than you react, you settle yourself down. You find calmness and contentment in Him. Amen? You don't have everything you want. In your estimation, you don't have everything you need, but you have some stuff. Amen, somebody, that God has applied. Are you happy? Are you grateful? Are you thankful? Or do you feel entitled? An entitlement mind breeds un ungratefulness, a lack of appreciation. And you can't worship God if you don't have appreciation. You can't worship God if you're ungrateful. You got to be thankful and grateful and appreciative and praiseful and worshipful. Praise God. That's what leads to faith in Him. That's what leads to a connection with Him. That's what needs to, when we seek after Him, we find Him. Amen, somebody. So, so I got to seek God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I got to come after Him with everything that I have. Amen, somebody. So in those moments, I become teachable. I become passionate about Him. My contention is that I want you to stand all over the house. We're almost finished. To know him, you got to be passionate about him. Amen, somebody. You know, does God feel your strength and your energy? Amen, somebody. In prayer, for instance, are you passionate? Is, is it something that's important to you? You have this passion. This powerful passion, this energy committed to him. You know, have you ever been moved to tears in talking with and conversating with God? Have, have you ever been moved to strong emotion? Amen? Because I just laid down before him. Sometimes it takes laying prostrate before him. Have you ever been moved by God? That's how we seek him. And when you seek him on that level, amen, I guarantee you he'll touch you. He'll begin to direct you and correct you and bless you and strengthen you and guide you and impart wisdom and knowledge and help you understand his character better. Amen. His traits, his personality traits, goodness and justice and love. And we're going to go through those traits in this series, the real God. In the next, you know, four to six weeks. So we're going to explore who God really is. Is that all right? Yeah. Amen, somebody. Who is he? Who does God say he is? Who does, who does God express that he is? Who does God indicate that he is? What has God taught about who he is? What he, has he shown us and illustrated to us in his word through parables and teachings and lessons and exposures and healings and signs and wonders and miracles? Amen. Through the precept and example, what has he shown us? Amen. That's the God we want to serve and love and know and experience. 
Amen? Not some counterfeit fake God that's prophesied about. Amen? Not the God that's just going to be the vending machine to give you everything you want, but he promises to definitely give you everything you need. Amen? And your needs are not your greeds. Amen, somebody. So I want to invite somebody to connect, to make a decision, to come forward in his name, to, to say I want to be connected with a family, a fold, a community. We invite you to make a decision today. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. I'm coming now in the name of Jesus Christ so you can move forward and come forth now. Say, excuse me, the person's near you. Come forward in his name to affirm or to reaffirm your faith, to dedicate or rededicate your life, to be born again, to feel with the Spirit, to be infilled by the baptism of the Spirit of Almighty God, the Spirit of Christ. You can come seeking. You can come saying, I know him. I just want to, new in the community, I just want to get a church home, get involved in some kingdom agenda through a church. So we invite you to be a part of the body, the bride, the body, the bride, the body of Christ, that's the church, the bride of Christ, that's us, the object of his love and affection, the church of Jesus Christ. We invite you to get connected. You can also fill out the connect card. Give that to myself, one of the ushers or greeters, and, uh, and get connected that way. Today we had new partners class. I think it was about five or six people in there. Just about all of them had done the connect card. That's fine. But make a connection. This is the day that the Lord has made. Make a net connection today. We invite you to do that as we worship. Let's worship right now, just for a few moments. Yeah. 